Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Well, what I do is uh, I look a woman up and down, and I say, Hey, how you doing? And I do hope you're doing well, everybody. This is Jim McCairns with the good, the bad, and the TV on the Believe Podcast Network. It's the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to us. Rate us. It's easy. Now let's believe in the good, the bad, and the TV. The year is 1989. It's a year that ends the whole decade with bold print. High-profile headlines about a new president in Washington, George Bush, which kicks off the year, about an old wall in Germany, the crumbling Berlin, which ends it. In between, headlines about the deaths of Lucille Ball, Betty Davis, Mel Blanc, the election of Douglas Wilder of Virginia, the country's first elected African-American governor the unimaginable destruction of the waters of Valdez, Alaska, following an Exxon oil spill, the release of a new handheld video game from Nintendo called Game Boy, and the land-shape-shifting epic media merger of Time Inc. and Warner Communications to create Time Warner. Rain Man and Batman are the main men at the movies in 1989. One, a best picture leftover from 1988. The other, a film that changed the whole nature of summer moviegoing, like no other release since Jaws 14 years ago. Sports headlines of the year. Bill White becomes the first African-American to serve as president of baseball's National League. 42-year-old Texas Rangers pitcher Nolan Ryan strikes out player number 5,000. By the way, Ricky Henderson, victim of that record-setting stat, is reported to have said after the game, if he ain't struck you out, then you ain't nobody. Pete Rose, well, he strikes out of baseball altogether, slammed with a lifetime ban as punishment for betting on the game. Wayne Gretzky breaks Gordie Howe's NHL all-time career points record, achieving the goal in a fraction of the time it takes Howe. And of course, Game 3 of the World Series in 1989 in Candlestick Park between the A's and the Giants, which begins as only a California series can with an earthquake. It comes 29 minutes before the start of the official game, but with Al Michaels, Jim Palmer, and Tim McCarver already in the booth and on the air, marking the first time a major U.S. earthquake is broadcast live on television. Forward to the bottom of the fourth inning. Dave Parker barely by inches just misses a home run. Candy Maldonado with the hesitation allowing Jose Canseco to score and he fails to get Dave Parker at second base. So the Oakland A's take take We hear you. I guess I don't know 
the greatest open in the history of television, bar none. <laughs> yes, it certainly did. And, uh, we're still here. <laughs> we are still, as we can tell, on the air, and I guess you are hearing us, even though we have no picture and no return audio. And we will be back, we hope, from San Francisco in just a moment. Other bold print 1989 headlines dealing with crime and punishment, law and order. Hotel Queen of Mean Leona Hemsley goes to jail. Subway vigilante Bernie Getz goes to jail. Disgraced televangelist Jim Baker goes to jail. Beverly Hills teenagers Lyle and Eric Menendez shoot and kill their parents and eventually go to jail. Rising actress Rebecca Schaefer is gunned down in the doorway of her apartment building by a crazed fan who goes to jail. And infamous 1970s serial killer Ted Bundy, in jail since 1978, is finally executed in Florida State Prison. He's 42. The execution happens on January 24th. It's wall-to-wall news on January 25th, with one exception. One story this day, a more upbeat story, gives it some competition. Madonna has just scored $5 million to do a TV commercial for Pepsi, which comes to the air with great fanfare five weeks later on March 2nd, and which immediately gets so tangled up in the vines of controversy that it disappears forever as of March 3rd. PopHistoryDig.com offers some backstory. Quote, in the mid and late 1980s, Coca-Cola and Pepsi, the corporate kings of soda, were engaged in games of one-upsmanship with their advertising dollars. An effective way to reach millions of consumers, they found, was to have popular recording stars perform in Pepsi and Coca-Cola television ads. In December 1988, Coca-Cola announced that it has signed popular recording artist George Michael to do some of its TV ads. Shortly thereafter, Pepsi announced that they had signed pop sensation Madonna. The deal made front page uh, business and style section news all across the country. Pepsi would pay Madonna $5 million to appear in a series of TV ads and would also sponsor a Madonna world tour planned for later that year. End quote. Now, that a pop star would use TV to preview or to hype a new album in an innovative way isn't exactly news in 1989. Just two years earlier, in August of 1987, to promote the release of his new album called Bad, Michael Jackson comes to CBS in a primetime special that commemorates his entire career, but which ends with the premiere of the album's first video for its title track, directed by Martin Scorsese. Parenthetically, Jackson, you'll recall, is also known for a Pepsi commercial, this one in 1984, that's better known as the commercial where his hair catches on fire. But that's a whole other story. And it's not connected to hyping a new album. Madonna, well, Madonna being Madonna, she brings the promotion to a whole new level, stratospheric. Featuring a performance of Like a Prayer, the first single from her brand new album of the same title, This will be a true blue world premiere, unveiled simultaneously around the world, don't ask how, I still don't understand, but landing on NBC on a Thursday night in prime time. 
and this soda pop commercial will be two minutes long. The post-January announcement for which becomes such that during the 1989 Grammys, a month later, Pepsi airs a commercial for the soon-to-air commercial. No matter where you are in the world, on March 2nd, get to a TV and watch Pepsi's two-minute Madonna commercial. Featuring her latest release, Like a Prayer, for the very first time. PepsiCo predicts a worldwide audience of 250 million will get into the groove for the commercial's debut. After which, the two-minute film will be edited into standard 60 and 30-second lengths for regular commercial airing. Says the company advertising head Alan Potash, quote, The global media buy and unprecedented debut of this long-awaited single will put Pepsi first and foremost in consumers' minds. Whatever. It is a soda. Anyway, come March 2nd, the commercial finally does air. Smack dab during TV's number one series, The Cosby Show. All of America comes to a two-minute standstill, beginning at 8.12 p.m. Eastern, for what ends up being a fairly well-crafted, lovingly produced, family-friendly homage to Madonna's childhood, with the singer seen watching and interacting with. Home video footage of her eight-year-old birthday self, ending with both versions, enjoying a Pepsi. 25.6 million people watch live, and that's a rating for a Cosby rerun, which it was that night. Reaction is positive for the ad, which reportedly airs again in full later this night, outside of primetime. The hype pays off. Everything is right in the world of Pepsi and Madonna this March 2nd until March 3rd, which is when the Like a Prayer album itself drops and the official video for the title track debuts on MTV. Family-friendly, it's not. Directed by frequent Madonna collaborator Mary Lambert, Like a Prayer, the video, is less than G-rated. Framed by a story about a black man jailed for assaulting a white woman, it shows a character portrayed by Madonna dressed in a skin-hugging black slip dress seeking refuge inside a church where she brings to life a statue of a black saint with a kiss, the black saint weeping blood. A gospel choir and stigmata flesh out the drama, flesh being the operative word as Madonna is alternately seen chest up in the church's front pew or jiggling outside in a field of uh, burning crosses. And faster than you can say what in the name of God comes the hue and cry from religious leaders heard from here to the Vatican, which itself joins a chorus of condemnation for the video's salaciousness and sacrilegious misuses of Christian imagery. So as the new Madonna single and the album burn up the charts, and as it's mostly well-reviewed, if not mostly well-admired, first video burns up a still-relevant MTV, boycotts and protests rain down upon Madonna her record label, and, wait for it, Pepsi, the company with a front and center association with the singer and the corporate sponsor of her upcoming Like a Prayer World Tour. 
Now, Pepsi, of course, has nothing to do with the offending video. The company is merely a bystander using Madonna to sell soda, which it tries to point out to the torch-bearing mobs. But torch-bearing mobs being torch-bearing mobs, years before cancel culture hashtags are in vogue, they don't let the facts get in the way of an outrage. Facts are immaterial. PepsiCo and all its subsidiaries, including Kentucky Fried Chicken and Pizza Hut and Poor Little Taco Bell, are engulfed in the pyre. There's a fire sale on and everything Madonna must go. All of which leads to a new headline on April 5th, 1989, this one in the New York Times. Pepsi cancels Madonna ad. Under it, a story that says the Madonna Pepsi-Cola commercial will never again be broadcast, that the company is canceling its one-year contract with the singer, and that Pepsi will no longer be involved in the Like a Prayer world tour. When you've got an ad that confuses people or concerns people, says spokesperson Todd McKenzie, it just makes sense that the ad goes away. Practical and financial sense, that is. Like a Prayer ends up being Madonna's seventh number one single. She says little about the Pepsi fizzle when it happens, except that, quote, art should be controversial, and that's all there is to it. End quote. She lives to tell another day. And she keeps the five million. Years later, Like a Prayer is listed in Rolling Stone as among the 500 greatest songs of all time. Oh, and here's a Madonna coda. At the MTV Video Awards later in 1989, Like a Prayer wins as the Viewer's Choice Video of the Year. The award show this year is sponsored by Pepsi. Madonna accepts in person. She says, I would really like to thank Pepsi for causing so much controversy. And that's pretty much all she says, about Pepsi anyway, for nearly 30 years, until a 2017 soft drink controversy pops up involving one of those shapeless, formless Kardashian-Jenner progeny. As is the mandate in 2017, Madonna does weigh in via Instagram. It's caption. When you wake up and realize that shit doesn't really make sense. Side note, my Pepsi commercial was pulled 30 years ago because I was kissing a black saint. Ironic. You got to believe. Hey, send some questions and feedback and suggestions my way on Twitter at Believe Podcast or at Believe.com. That's also where you can get some info on advertising on any Believe show, including mine. Find and download The Good, The Bad, and The TV on Apple, where you can subscribe and rate us, or on Spotify, where you can follow us. Just plain listen, even, every Thursday for a new drop, each Thursday. On these sites or on Stitcher, on Luminary, TuneIn, Google Play. Be sure to like the show, all over your social media, too. I'd appreciate that. I'm Jim McCarrens. We'll meet next week.
Make a wish. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.